Okay, this is the App Guy Mastermind Group, uh, and it's myself here. I'm Paul Kemp. Uh, Heath, you're on the line. Heath Armstrong. We're the two. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Heath, I'm not even going to try and do an intro. I absolutely love. I'm addicted to listening to your podcasts. I, I think you you are. It's your talent, man. Just the announcer in you. And it's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> the Laurel one. I, um, the Laurel There's one two ways it. you can do it. You can get extremely excited and beyond energetic, or you cannot. And I choose to get extremely excited. <laughs> yeah, the most recent one I edited for you, uh, Laurel. Uh, I thought that was. It's yeah. just so amazing that you, you, I don't know how much. How much prep do you do for your intro? Uh, I write. I write the really important ones out. Um, I did one with Hal Elrod. Oh, on wow. Miracle Morning. La- yeah, I had him on last Tuesday, and uh, I took it a little bit overboard. <laughs> and he told me that, you know, he's been all over NBC. He, he's been all over the place being interviewed, you know, all over the world. And he told me it was the first time he's ever been, um, first time he's ever been intimidated by a host. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I guess I wanted to talk to you about it because I think it's your, definitely your USP. You're, you're very unique. Uh, with it and uh, it's just incredibly enjoyable Um, yeah Yeah, I think as you move forward and you kind of get your flow going it's easier to move into different you know kind of test the waters a little bit so I've started doing some more things and every episode that comes out I get a little bit more on the ideas so yesterday which will be episode 11 was the first time I actually ended up doing a strange voice and putting a success quote in at the beginning as well. Okay. Um, and then I, I've also got those, the little um, rap segment transitions in there too. So it, it's fun. It's yeah, fun to kind of, you know, you can do whatever you want. You're in control. So do you remember when you first, you know, like when we first kind of started chatting with each other and you reached out and you sent me that document and you kind of tried to put it down like a formula on how you were going to do your podcasts <laughs> and, you know, it's just, uh, I guess it's the best thing to do is just do it, isn't it? And uh, just tweak it. Just here wing and it and be yourself. Mm. Yeah. Wing it. It was it, funny yeah. because I sent you that. I, I, I spent so much time thinking out the questions and I looked down at the paper and it took you to say it to me. But uh, it was funny because it was just the exact same questions that everybody else has on their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like sitting in an airport about to fly to la jolla or san diego or something and i read that and i just started laughing or you sent me an audio message and i started laughing and i was like you're right yeah I, so then i just changed it also yeah we should talk about that because those audio messages are really um working out for me uh so the, the the idea of the mastermind then is we've got i don't know 25 minutes to help each other out with regards to the the um business uh, i, I want to obviously keep this quite a small group and um i am going to start reaching out to some people, see if we can get uh, some more people involved. But I just think talking about your business uh, every fortnight, every two weeks, you know, like with a group of people that are interested in hearing you, uh, I just think it's going to be helpful because as a solopreneur, we don't really have that, that kind of uh, almost uh, that, that person looking over your shoulder saying, you know, are you doing this right? Or so we don't have a boss, I guess, do we? <laughs> so we don't have. No, you got to be. You got to uh, use people off. to be a- accountable for sure. Mm. Uh, it, I find through my own practices, you know, trying to do like the Miracle Morning routine, 
even after doing it for like a couple months, I'll have those days where I just, I feel like I can't, like I just don't get it done. And then, you know, my girlfriend is the accountability partner. She also practices and she'll be like, you know, why didn't you do that? And then I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I could have. I just, you know, I procrastinated a little bit. So I think being accountable, yes, it's, it's absolutely crucial. And especially when you talk about business. So this is going to be awesome, man. Yeah, so the, just start off talking about your business and like, I guess, how your week's gone. Uh, what what um, what have you been getting up to? What do you want to talk about? I'm, I'm in a stage right now where I'm trying to reorganize the way I do everything. Uh, so I have a, I've got a full-time job where I literally drive, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. And I would love to be able to get away from that, but unfortunately, it's it's where all the money's coming in right now. Mm. I also have a web design business on the side, and the good news is yesterday, I think I just got a new contract for a job, which will be awesome, because I'll be able to bring in a little bit of money there. Um, it'll be a quick website. I, I bid about $1,300, which is a lot lower than I think um, I I was worth, but I don't think they would have gone with me if I bid any higher. So I kind of had to play that game. Um, but if I could get that, I think I could knock it out in about two days. And right, and that'll be able to take care of all these new domain renewals and stuff that I have coming up. August is a big killer month for me. It's like getting punched in the stomach with all the uh, renewals. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> you get yeah. these, uh, everything on an annual subscription. So, uh, you know, in, to- in terms of, I um, just what I, when you were talking about your website clients, uh, you know, what made me think about my experience is that uh, last year I did a, a bit of work, quite a bit of work, uh, building apps for clients. And one of the things that led me to set up the podcast is I was just so sick and tired of um, chasing down clients and trying to, yeah. you know, win business and negotiate down. And and one of my big wins. Uh, it's for a, an app that uh, I quoted about twenty thousand dollars for. Um, was just negotiation after negotiation, meeting after meeting, price down. Oh yeah, we can do this, but we want to push you down. You know, and it was just a constant battle. Uh, and I, I just, it, I got really up, you know, kind of frustrated with these clients. I, they didn't enjoy working with them in in the end, because um, because the other thing is they'd hand you off, you know, these big corporations to uh, some body in, internally, and then you just have to build something, and then it's all wrong. <laughs> And then you have to go back to, uh, yeah. So I found that uh, since starting the podcast, uh, probably every week I get an inquiry uh, for building an app. i got to try and figure out what, what it is I want to personally do, you know, spend my time doing, uh, trying to monetize the podcast, trying to build up a list that I can monetize or uh, monetizing, you know, my work as an app or giving out the app jobs to, to other guys to do it. But I've been working through that. But yeah, I just thought, when you were talking about bidding down that it's unfortunately when you don't have like a, a, I don't know, some kind of authority in the space, you're not seen as, um, you know, well, you're not seen as an authoritative figure that they can just pound you on price. Is that right? Is that fair? Yeah. Well, the problem is I bid this in the construction industry and, and everybody's so cheap. Um, but, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's it's a misery. It really is, I want to say, very similar to a misery trying to work with clients that you cannot get to cooperate with you. 
And so it's in the end, you know, $1,300 isn't very much money. And if I'm going to have to call these people and chase them down to get some kind of text or picture that I need to put on their site, it's not worth it uh, because of the, the value of the time slots that I could be using for something else. But the thing and is, so, it's money in though, isn't it? Yeah, it's money in and I, I needed something to be able to to pay off all these August bills. So I think it'll it'll hold me over if I can get it. But uh, as far as watching what you did with your network, I mean, that was the number one reason why I started doing the podcast was to build a network so that eventually I could get away from doing these small, uh, you know, small business sites with these mm. surrounding companies and get into stuff that I truly enjoy doing like web projects and uh, getting into mobile applications, which is why I enrolled myself in uh, you know, school four days a week to try to learn that. But the thing um, is, your big things are going to happen because your work ethic is just phenomenal. I, can't, I almost forget you work and do all the, that driving. It's, uh, yeah, my girlfriend gets a little mad at me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm guessing you're working because you can see a, a brighter future. I mean, uh, just my experience, I was um, when I left my um, career in the city, I ended up starting a business for maybe 18 months, and it was involved in the motor industry. And the clients uh, that I got involved with, I oh, just didn't... Uh, you know, I mean, this is going out as a podcast, so I'll probably alienate anyone in the motor industry, but <laughs> what... Uh, horrible bunch of clients to work with you know and just an industry um they yeah. wanted to pay me cash on everything uh um it was uh, everything was like negotiable uh down and and so you know i just wanted to step away from that completely i obviously made a mistake and lost quite a bit of money on doing that but it was a good learning experience and, and it made me realize the importance of enjoying the people that you work for uh if they're clients So that's what I was thinking when you were sort of talking about, um, you know, building uh, websites. Uh, you, you know, I guess your goal is to try and sort of funnel towards the, the creative side. Build, you know, even though that maybe there's not so much money in that because uh, the, the end audience are, you know, struggling as well. A lot of in, independent creatives, are, you know, they're, they're not particularly probably that wealthy, but uh, yeah, well, more I fun to work with. I think when looking at my ultimate long-term goal, I want to do whatever feels, you know, the most normal and passionate with within what I want to do. So I really truly do enjoy podcasting more than I would creating websites, but that's not to say I just haven't gotten involved with the website project that's just as fun. Uh, I've just always kind of been on these boring projects. Uh, mobile applications really excite me. So I know that I don't have the technical skills to be able to do that yet. I think with the, if I could pull together a team uh, that shares the same vision and I, you know, I am teaching myself how to do it, I would love to be able to do that on the side, but I can't ever imagine that being a full-time gig until maybe you know, four or five years down the road when I really get in depth with it uh, since I'm just now starting out. Uh, I would I would love to be involved with building website projects and managing projects for different bands uh, that travel around the United States. Because one, I love travel, and two, I love music. Yeah, and I know a lot of people in the music industry, so those are the things I do in my free time. So why not try to tailor what I want to do for work into that same area? I, I just had a thought. I might 
uh, introduce you to Gary George. Um, he's a guy. Have you met? Come across him. He's the founder of Blazing Media. No, I have not. So he, he made me think of him because uh, he had like some kind of rock style type lifestyle where he was doing web stuff, web, building websites, doing videos for the uh, music industry. I think like bands and stuff like that. And he would travel around with them uh, and he would create their media, their f- f- websites, their videos and stuff. And uh, he got out of it eventually uh, saying that he couldn't, he, you know, he ended up having a family and he couldn't sort of cope with the... Um, the the travel the lifestyle yeah exactly but he, <laughs> he might have some cope. tips to like uh he, get get you in or i don't know just kind of his experience because he's he's done i guess what you're probably looking to do well yeah and that that wouldn't be the the solo thing that i would want to do but I, i'm sure that you know when you have a family you can't cope with just waking up face down pants down every day you know? <laughs> in the yeah. bushes somewhere <laughs> that's right uh, um, but he said he loved it he loved it but now i, I he yeah was, I, uh... I truly do yeah the reason that i've i've kind of taken hold to start the artsy now foundation is because i want to be able to take those those children that don't I mean, in this state that i live in these kids aren't educated paul they're they literally in Eastern Kentucky, they don't go to school past third or fourth grade usually. Yeah, uh, and they don't know anything else but what's in their little communities. And I would love to be able to take them out to these art festivals and to these music festivals and show them that there's a lot more to this world than what they are trapped inside. Uh, so that's kind of the kickstart behind that. But as far as right now and like pain points, Paul, I've got to figure out ways to manage my time better. And I know that you've made some transitions in your past to be able to do that, you know, as far as grouping tasks and things like that. And I've talked to quite a few people on on how to do it. And it it always seems to come back to these, you know, grouping tasks by the day. And, you know, when you're a podcaster, it's it's kind of hard to only give somebody one or two days to book a meeting because, Maybe they won't if they can't do it on one of those two days. So you almost want to leave your schedule open. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think that it's worth it to drop down maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday for people to book interviews? Or do you think that would cause problems with people? Yeah, well, clearly, I guess you have to. Uh, okay, so there was my experience was that the month of April, uh, mm-hmm. I was all over the place. I was just taking booking after booking and uh, um, I had the case of, taking uh i think it was um you know some late night uh podcasts so up to midnight and then uh doing some at five o'clock in the morning five thirty, and they were, they were really painful <laughs> and uh, yeah, it felt I like i, I was too. just really really busy and and it's taken me i don't know uh, until now to realize that it's much better to dissect the 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 whole everything that i'm doing into like these 15 minute chunks and try and figure out a way of clumping them all together so that you're more productive. And so certainly, you know, if you're, if you've got your whole week open, I would, I would definitely take, um, take off a, a day, at least a day or two uh, from the, the availability and uh, put in there something else. And yeah. You could start with that. I mean, I, I'm not sure how I feel though. Like for example, I was just interviewed by them. Oh, that guy I told you about the, uh, uh, tropical million, sorry, tropical entrepreneur, and yep. uh, he he only gave me Mondays to book, 
Um, now, luckily, my, I, could, I could get a Monday. And, you know, John Lee, and he basically has taken that exactly from John Lee Dumas, um, who has like his very regimental, you know, military style way of working. And, um, you know, he's at the size where guests really probably want to get onto his show. But, but, you know, for us, it is, I wouldn't say now my biggest challenge is to get guests, but you have to kind of give them some flexibility, don't you, for booking um, a few days. But I would maybe, maybe try it, you know, two or three days. And then until, you know, count up the number of complaints that you get from guests saying, hey, you've got no availability and then, <laughs> and then revisit it. But, uh, yeah, you know, just have... Um, two or three days where you uh, you allow bookings for uh, podcasts. Yeah, and a, pr- a problem with my schedule is because I have to work, you know, I have this big chunk blocked out in the middle of the day every day for when I'm gone and I'm on the road. And so it really takes away the ability to just say, hey, I have these two full days because I really don't have the two full days. I have the morning and then I have the evening. And so... I'm also usually gone on weekends, so it's really hard to to make myself go back and and sum it down to maybe two days. But but Heath, uh, look at what you've done with that time already. You know, I mean, oh, how I many how many recordings have you done? You it must be pretty high. Thirty two. There you go. So uh, I don't think that's a problem for you. I think easily cut a cut a few days off and just put these. You know. I yeah. Mean, people will. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't affected you yet has it so i wouldn't worry too much about that i would take take away a couple of days from your schedule and um you know like at least then put put something else in you know some other yeah tasks. I'll, I'll i'll do that and then i'll in two weeks from now i'll let you know how it goes uh but i i really need to get into a groove where i can do a lot of editing all at once because you know when you're opening and closing things and moving from task to task it's just so much it really does slow you down and I'm behind on editing. So what takes the most time editing for you on the podcast? It's trying to push through these first 10 to 15 interviews where I had some problems with audio with guests and some guests that just kind of zoned out and I have to go back and edit out sections. Uh, And yeah, so that, okay. So the thing I've learned uh, doing this, is that the first 20 episodes, um, I would do a recording and then, you know, I could clearly see or hear that some audio problem on the other end of my of the guest's mic. So I'd, I, there was one episode where I spent four hours going through and, and uh, manually deleting these little uh, snippets of uh, static that would come across. And uh, that, yeah, I would do that for almost every episode because I wanted it to, to be pitch perfect. Uh, then I realized, oh man, I cannot sustain this. I cannot sustain this level of auditing. So what I do is when I'm recording, um, it's all in the pre-chat, you know, just making sure that all the, the, the quality is set up and you can, there's no static on the line. Uh, yeah. So I, I've now, and, and then what I do is as I'm recording, um, if, if, if there's like a, a problem, I'll just make a note of the time and then I'll actually make the edit there and then uh, after the end of the recording in, the, in Audacity. And then I'll, I'll export the two files. And um, I would say now edit, editing for me is probably 30 minutes an episode plus 30 minutes recording. So it's about an hour, uh, one hour. That's a really good idea is to write down the time when you hear it. Yeah. That can save a lot of time it, yeah. having to listen through and find the spots. Oh, yeah. You don't uh, want to. You don't want to do that. I mean, you end up listening to your content three or four times. <laughs> I know. And I usually have to listen once through just because I need to get the information for the show notes. 
but it's something that's been, you know, the first 15 episodes. And it's funny because the newer episodes, like we send you for the community podcast, I'll just usually open those up right after I record them and I can just snip it. But because it's been, you know, 25, 30 episodes and you get that practice in, there's not nearly, I mean, I don't have to edit anything out of those usually. I just drop on an intro and exit and it's good to go. But uh, the problem that really takes up the bulk time is, is exporting not not just exporting but adding the the vocal enhancements and things like that through I use Audition Adobe okay. Audition okay. and my Mac only has four gigs of RAM in it just I mean every time you want to you know have those two tracks and you have to click on each one of them and add these uh, vocal enhancements to make it sound the best that I can and it takes I mean it takes a good ten minutes each to do those mm. so that's twenty minutes per and that's just that processing power. On. That's just that's just processing yeah. on your. Um, yeah. So you would have to ask, is, maybe is that worth dropping? I mean, is that a necessity? And you know, your mic sounds just perfect. I can't imagine you having to do a lot of processing on your your side. It 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 sounds so much better than when you don't do it. That I think it's a necessity. But I think the solution is just to get um, sixteen gigs of RAM and a solid state drive, and <laughs> right. then I have a, thousand a problem. Bucks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Mac. I've been working on getting a Mac Mini. Um, yeah. I thought they were going to release some new ones this year, but it doesn't look like they're really making any announcements about it. So, yeah, it's um, well. I guess uh, I mean for me, uh, I, I don't do any uh, of that when I'm editing my podcasts. I don't do any enhancements now. It's just a pure straight. Uh, the only thing I do, which uh, personally I want to stop, is the. Um, I end up uh, putting silent, uh, creating silent uh, sections of when I'm not talking so that you don't hear any heavy breathing or scratching or, you know, like dropping a pen. And um, I probably. And that takes time, too. Yeah. Yeah, that takes. um, I've got that down pretty quickly. I use um, Amadeus Pro for my editing. And um, I I also it's taken me a while to figure out the levels, but uh, I've I've now no, no need to adjust any of the levels. Uh, but uh, well, well, I mean, it just takes time. All the stuff, and you got to ask yourself what you know. So the the other thing I wanted to mention to you is I saw a, a tweet yesterday from Chris Ducker talking about um, podcasting and how you can monetize uh, micro podcasts. So these are podcasts with um, one thousand downloads or less, and uh, I, I think we all get very obsessed with download numbers don't we I, I i mean i don't know if you're kind of like looking at your downloads and trying to figure it out i i was I, I wanted to really see what the difference was if you get in the new and noteworthy and if you don't um and now the traffic spike isn't very much if you get in there now i think if you get within the first uh i think they show 16 on the home page if you can hit that section maybe you'll get a boost mm. uh, but I don't know. I guess it all depends on your cover and how catchy it is. But what's the number for really, what's the benchmark number for being able to monetize? Like, How many downloads do you need per month? Well, that's what I was going to talk about because um, there's a really good episode actually of the uh, podcast Answer Mind that I was listening to yesterday. And he was going through um, a podcast that would have on average... um, less than 1,000 downloads per episode. And it was only a, maybe a weekly podcast. 
And at one point that was generating revenue of, uh, for him, uh, $10,000 plus per episode. <clears throat> and, and so he, he's got like 40 podcasts out there. Yeah, this is just one. So this is an example of the fact that you don't need like, you know, big entrepreneurial fire download numbers to, to monetize, um, through through ver- the various mechanisms like um, affiliate links and uh, as long as you've got an engaged audience you know it doesn't matter how small they are then uh, how, how long did it take you to get over that you know thousand downloads per month per episode well I mean so for me uh, let, let me think uh, so let me I haven't got the stats on me but I uh, my goal is to have 50,000 downloads per per month um and I'm not near that at this stage. I think my month at this stage is about 7,000. Now, is that per episode? No, that's per month. Or and total? Well, the thing is, that's why I don't think I'm going to obsess with the numbers because they're just so immeasurable. Um, I know. The, it's bad. There's the, nothing uh, great. I know. It's not like having a website where, you know, literally I'll go into my website and I'll see exactly where the traffic's coming from. If there's a new referral, I'll go and, you know, find that, follow that. I can see um, when anyone tweets my links to my show, who's been the mo- the best guests for me and who had not been very good. And it's always surprising, um, you know, when I have like guests, that I think who have a huge influence, I'll get like one or two clicks off their tweet. And yet other guests you know, that I wouldn't expect, you, you kind of get a few hundred. So it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I, I never prejudge, you know, anyone by the, the size of their Twitter following almost. Um, but <clears throat> so, so when you look at, I know we don't want to dive too far into numbers, but no, that's dude, this is the whole point. Um, this is this, I mean, we're trying to figure this out. When, and, when I launched the podcast before I got in the new and noteworthy section, I was getting more than double the traffic than after I got into the new and noteworthy section. We'll try to make sense of that. It may be that new and noteworthy just does not have any impact. I mean, when I first launched the first, let's see, the first week or so, I had a couple days there that were three, 400 downloads and I only had a couple episodes out. And since then, it seems like every episode that releases, I'm getting close to, I'm about 100 on each one of them. Yeah. So I've only been out for about three and a half weeks now. Well, that's now, amazing. And, and that's 100 and downloads or 100 subscribers. I'm, I'm at total downloads all time. I'm at uh, 1,525. Well, that, that's amazing because a download does not equate to a listener because you've also got subscribers who are streaming your content and uh, as far as i can tell when someone streams for some of the some of the apps that they use uh, that's not counted as a download yeah i don't know I'm, i've tried to look at through PodTrack and through Libsyn, and the stats don't they're not the same yeah now that's really scary for way. me um, because i I, yeah. I mean i've heard that Libsyn is probably the, the one that you should probably benchmark but are you saying then your stats on Libsyn are different from the stats on PodTrack. They're a lot higher than the ones on PodTrack. Yeah, so I only use PodTrack. So, yeah, it's strange. I mean, uh, I'm not really sure how it works because I've got the, um, I've got the prewet on 
pod track, so it should go through both of them at the same time. And I've tried to contact PodTrack support, and they have not responded. So mm. it's been about two weeks. Oh, yeah. They, they, um, they do respond. I got an email from support, but then I sent a question back, and I never got a re- reply. So I, I don't think that their customer service is particularly great. Um, but I want to be careful because they could easily cut off my uh, RSS feed. So uh, we love you, PodTrack, if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the difference between the two right now is 500 over all time. So PodTrack's only showed me at about 1100 and I'm at 1525 on the uh, Okay, Lipson. so the other thing I've learned is uh, that podcasting is, as long as your website is up, it's evergreen content. And from speaking with some of the other podcasters and, and hearing what they say, and and you'll notice this when you go through iTunes, um, the podcast, the podcasts on iTunes, that if you ever go through the charts, that I would say a big bulk of the content in there is from podcasts that, have, you know, like literally have stopped, you know, back in 2009, 2010. Oh, um, I know. And so what happens is people go in and use those charts and um, they're full of old content. And, you know, there's no way of getting a chart that, as far as I can tell, that is just, you know, of new stuff. So... The fact is that, you know, now your your first episode could get like um, downloads f- forever, basically. Um, you know, so it, the success of it can't be counted as the success now because it's uh, it's not like a tweet that goes and disappears into the ether forever. I mean, it will stay on <laughs> and and, uh, and attract downloads f- for good. Um, yeah. Another thing that I'm thinking about doing is every time that I write a blog post, actually releasing an audio version of it on my podcast as well. An audio version of your blog? Yeah, any blog article that I write, actually talking it out in audio and releasing it as well. Anything that's on artsynow.com. Oh, and doing that as a separate podcast? No, putting it on the same, kind of like as just little interlude episodes. Right, yeah. I guess you've got to be careful of your brand because your brand is when you go to your artsy now, you're expecting a certain kind of interview. And then mm-hmm. if I come to you and I, I hear all I hear is you reading out a blog post and there's no <laughs> guest interview, then I'm, I might like think. Well, I wouldn't release it in place of a guest interview. It would be a double up. So right. maybe once every two weeks when a guest interview releases, it would also be there. But I could also do the opposite and just start another podcast called Artsy Now, you know, posts or something. And yeah, it might be it might be safer because you know you're trying to build a brand, aren't you, Artsy Now? And it's when you go there, you expect a certain thing. You know, everyone I've listened to, I uh, get the same intro. You know, we get a great guest, and I just think that, well, basically the the branding is that really important. I mean, I had Michael O'Neill on, and he was all about branding. It's all about branding. So if you interject and experiment, it's great. But you're kind of, you maybe, um, you know, I like may, to maybe I like to break the rules, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? <laughs> Mike Mike McCullivitz, I spoke to. He was all about breaking the rules, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I like to push the envelope, mm. man. So, but so in s- summary, then in terms of monetizing podcasts, it is. Oh man, it's you know it's tough. It's very tough, and uh, I would, I would think that 
an engaged audience is is but it's uh, well look at john look at john lee dumas he ended up like working for free pretty much for six months without a yeah. single um i don't think he monetized his his content at all but he built up the audience built up the following and then like basically went all guns blazing i guess and threw in sponsors and started doing you know doing all his products so your, it's, yours it's gonna is be really started. fun yeah it's it's gonna be really fun to to see the process from the beginning to get to that point because I'd never expected to be able to monetize anytime soon. Mm. My whole my whole goal is to build a network uh, and to build an audience because I think obviously when you have that, then you can not only monetize through a podcast if you wanted to, but so many different ways. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly who uh, you know the majority of my audience is. It seems like I I still get a lot of artists. Um, and as the show goes on, I get more and more emails of people asking, uh, not only me asking them to be on the show, but some have asked me to be on the show, which is nice. That is and, excellent. That's, that's fantastic. You're getting an engaged audience. So maybe the thing to think of Heath is, uh, this is probably not what you want to hear, but for the, the next six months, just carry on what you're doing. Try and limit the, the amount of time you're spending on the podcast and, and don't look to monetize it. Just build up you know, a great audience. Yeah, that's my following. plan. I'm not, I'm not looking to monetize anytime soon. I'm just trying to, my number one goal, Paul, is just to get organized to the point where I can do this and still do all the stuff that I used to do at the same time. Uh, I want to be able to focus on, you know, app development and be able to have those chunks of time to, you know, go travel and, and, and be able to do this at the same time. And every day I get a little bit closer. Uh, so, you know, whether that be taking my pants off and pogo sticking across, you know, <laughs> the United States, yeah. or or just you know, spending a little, yeah, spending a little time with my girlfriend, uh, she's been getting on me. We've got this massive garden, and I've got these tomato plants. I'm not kidding you. I'm six foot four, wow! But these plants are like nine feet tall, and we have like <laughs> an entire counter of these giant tomatoes and she just wants me to make salsa and it's been there for like i mean over a week at, you know six months ago i could have made salsa every night all night and it would have you know been you fine get, but there's now, an app for that isn't it task rabbit can't you get somebody to come around <laughs> and uh pick your tomatoes for you <laughs> it wouldn't quite be the same experience i don't think <laughs> um that's that's good though i mean i guess we've got to be mindful of the time because you you know um you've got to go so uh, so yeah, well, one one quick thing before we go, Paul, is ba back onto the organization thing. I, I am going to look into doing this, uh, you know, looking into a virtual assistant. And I know you you mainly use yours for uh, booking interviews. But what kind of opportunity do you think there is to to do far, you know more than that? Um, yeah. If I made a list of all the things, it's it's really hard to make the list of things that you want them to be able to do. Because I just don't necessarily 100% feel comfortable allowing others to do the task because I, for some reason, feel like they're not going to do them to the potential that I would do them. But yeah. at the same time, I don't want to put you know a ball of chain on myself. Yeah. Well, I had this exact chat. And so Danny Inney, Danny Inney from Firepole Marketing, like a guy I had on the show, and uh, he, he just gave me a, three quarters of an hour of his time, which is great. And he asked me this exact same question. He said, tell me about your week. So I was kind of going through it. He says, why are you doing that? Why are you editing the podcasts? I'm like, 
didn't really have a good response for him. I was like, well, I like doing it and uh, I don't trust anybody else. He said, you should really, <laughs> he said, you really, you know, that that's a, any repetitive task you can outsource. And there's a lot of people that can do it, you know, better than you. I guess I haven't done a lot of research and, you know, I've, I've seen certain t- sort of services out there that they charge six, $700 for just four episodes. And of course I'm, I'm now releasing, um, yeah. 20 20 plus a month and so there's a lot of work See, i'm not i'm not sure if i would agree with him on the editing part because i'm kind of standing with you on that it's it's not everybody everybody can't edit and when you look into something like that kind of a task you're going to pay a lot more money to have somebody do it as opposed to you know finding emails or you know sorting your emails or paying your bills and things like that that also take a pretty good amount of time so i guess my my argument is just trying to figure out which tasks are easier that I think people could handle. And I'm with you on the editing thing. I just don't, I do so many different things with editing where I add different types of stuff into my interviews where I don't think somebody else could do it the same as I would. Yeah. I mean, let's think about like this income versus expenses. And one of the easiest things is to just keep the expenses under control and, uh, and then worry, you know, a little bit about the income a bit later. But, you know, it's so easy in this business to spend money and, you know, spend money perhaps paying other people to do the editing. Uh, now, maybe with your machine, you know, I don't know, you're probably going to spend um, several hundred dollars on that new machine. Maybe it's better to find somebody and, and do it, do outsource, you know, the, the chunks. Fear, fear not, Paul. I have been saving up Best Buy gift cards for the last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> slowly but surely i knew this was coming for a long time my pc bit the dust a while back so i've been beasting off this laptop and it's it's just uh it's not quite the power mongol that i needed to be yeah uh um well i mean i guess uh i ended up going to at the apple store and got carried away with my credit card and put it on uh, bought a macbook pro which has been the best thing i've ever done in my life uh, it's been a machine that has just transformed the way I work. Uh, yeah, know. I have I have one, and it's it's amazing. Mm. Um, but for audition and and what I need to do, it, it's not. Yeah, I just need some more RAM. Really, I could put some more RAM in this, but I need to get a Mac Mini regardless because I've got the entire setup with all my screens, and it would just be so simple to be able to plug that little box in. Right. So um, you. Are you wanting to um, do a King Sumo giveaway? Do you want the license? And um, or do, yeah, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I think um, well, I've got I mean, about I've got about five minutes. So okay, so in the last five minutes, then we'll do King Sumo. Uh, so I, you, hmm, you I heard your little snippet that you released on the app guy about how it went, and you ended up with what'd you say, a hundred and thirty or a hundred and thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not clearly, uh, not quite as successful as the three hundred and twenty odd thousand that. Uh, yeah, Josh, but it's still that's got. that's still a a big number of emails to be able to pull in. Now I'm not sure how much money you spent on that, but well, I I made a mistake. Okay, so my mistake was um, I know I will take what Josh has uh, given me and I will um, I'll 
triple his competition. So I'll have three licenses. <laughs> and, uh, um, my mistake was that I should have just gone for one. I ended up giving um, the winner, you know, a license to share around his friends as well. Um, so if I do it again, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I, I think it works. I'm actually really happy with um, that. That you know, literally within ten days, a hundred emails is good for me. It's um, a great result. Yeah, I my, my my form captures hardly any. I mean, it's just a handful of uh, emails per week. Uh, you know, and on my my website, and they're all over the place. Those websites now, where they you know you get the pop up, and uh, it, you it uses it to get the email. So I, I love the way that this ca- captures um, emails. Now, the thing that I'm a little bit challenged with is. Um, I put all those into MailChimp and then um, my first email, I had 68% open rate and nobody really unsubscribed. But my email when I announced it was closed and there's the winner uh, and, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next uh, update. uh, I had um, a 12% unsubscribe rate and I got a warning from MailChimp saying, hey, we noticed you had a really high unsubscribe rate. Uh, This is just your Mm. first warning. You know, you'll get a few more of these, but if you carry on, we may suspend your account. Um, because oh, wow. we're, we're not sure if you know they're genuinely uh, you know, emails that people uh, want to receive, uh, and I thought the email was was good. And so clearly, these emails are not like people signing up on your website. You know, I would say uh, I probably need to do a better job with the the, the first few emails that the list get. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have another go. And what I'm gonna do, Heath, is I am going to uh, approach. Um, I've gone out to a few people in my network and I want to find someone who's got quite a big list, a big following on Twitter or a a big email list um, for developers. And I think it needs probably maybe 500 clicks through onto the, I mean, Josh had 900 clicks through onto his, uh, you know, his giveaway page. And that ended up going viral and and having the, the, there was a three day period where it just went completely crazy. So I think to kickstart it, you need, a reasonable um, list and I need to reach out to someone, you know, to kind of do maybe a, a, joint, a joint venture to or a partnership where we share the email list and um, we do a joint contest. I think that that's an excellent idea. And when you think about what you're going to give away, you know, you have this huge app developer community and obviously the sublime text was really specifically related to what Josh was doing since he'd written a book on it. Uh, it, it was pretty amazing to see that you got a hundred and third hundred and something emails off that, uh, kind of, I, I figured that uh, a good percentage of it would drop out afterwards. I was actually wondering about that. So it was cool that you covered that. Yeah. Uh, but I think you, you probably have a much bigger opportunity if you come up with the right, with the right giveaway. Uh, yeah. for your audience yeah, do you have yeah. any ideas yet well that's the thing i mean uh I, I want it to be something similar around the 60 70 dollar mark and uh like some piece of free software that's on an unlimited free trial but you end up getting lots of registrations i think that's the the key thing is that you know some some kind of software or tool uh like sublime text where you have the you know the need to register to kind of get rid of the the ads or the the pop-ups and the registration forms. Um, but also, you know, the, the challenge we have, Heath, is that it's all within our podcasting community. And I'm not sure I want to put a lot of ads out for a contest. Um, all my podcasting is basically beefed up for the next uh, two months. It's all queued up in the system and ready to go. And it's just too much work for me to go into those episodes and re-edit to put a quick ad in for um, the contest. So, 
Yeah, I understand that. Uh, yeah, so like I can't really reach my audience. Uh, I need to, f- I need to figure out a way of appealing to my audience and asking them for their email address without sounding too salesy. What about? I mean, could you not just put a little interlude? I know it goes a little bit against your brand, but like you did with the announcement on how that first one went, could you not just drop one of those in every once in a while and hope that that the majority of them would listen to it? Yeah, I was thinking of that. I've been trying that out as an alternative. I don't think a lot of other podcasters do that. And uh, it's so much easier to put a quick interlude announcement out than a completely re-edit. Yeah, there, I don't see why there's anything wrong with it. I mean, if they don't want to listen to it, they don't have to. They can just skip right to the next interview. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that it's like less than three minutes. And uh, Well, think uh, about something. I mean, if you get a, a list of ideas of what you want to give away, let me know what they are, and, and I'll tell you what I think. And I'm going to do the same thing. I've asked a couple of artists and uh, trying to get some ideas, and I haven't really come up with a great one f- to test out myself either. So uh, it's on my list of things to come up with and then I'll definitely let you know and see what you think also. Yeah, because it wouldn't be that costly for you. I mean, I've got the developer license and uh, I paid uh, you know, for that uh, just so that I could actually build these things for others or at least uh, you know, be part of giving them away. As, uh... So what I've done is I ended up going to Di- DigitalOcean and set up, uh, it took, took about four hours to do this uh, and now I think I could probably do it in less than an hour. Just set up a quick server, um, has, has WordPress installed. Um, WordPress was literally installed within minutes. Uh, I, mm. um, I put in the plugin. Uh, it only is one page. I put in another plugin that did a redirect to uh, the giveaway page. And uh, the contest was up and running literally within a few hours. And I pay $5. I've paid per hour on this server. I think it's like 17 cents an hour or something. Uh, it's really ridiculously low priced um, so it's just like a, a, a quick you know and I, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't affect my main site Yeah. Um, which actually I could, wouldn't be able to use anyway because it's on Squarespace and I don't have a WordPress install well I mean I, I, I use a shared server uh, through HostGator on my Artsy Now site and shared servers aren't everything that they're you know, made up to be, they'll tell you you have unlimited space, but really the bandwidth isn't always there. Yeah. Uh, and I have problems with it going down sometimes just on their end, and it's not anything to do with my website or my content. So it would scare me to list something in case it did go even moderately viral. Uh, I could see it going down. So, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting. 17 cents an hour, that's, I mean, I think it's worth it to do the dedicated server. So, so um, yes, yeah, we're just about finished up now. And uh, do, do, you, do you like the site, the idea of doing this, like um, bouncing around these ideas? Uh, in a, and if we can get a few more people, if I can get a few more people involved, uh, would this be valuable to you, Paul? This is so valuable that you're probably going to be surprised when I just end up showing up on your doorstep one day with my computer. <laughs> With a big box of popcorn, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, this is great. I mean, for me as well. Uh, clearly, it's two ways. And uh, I just think that, you know, so many of the ideas remain in our head and we try try them out and it's good to bounce them off. Um, so, while, you know, I've learned some stuff today and 
Uh, what what I've got yeah. in terms of action points is uh, would it be valuable then for me to just send a quick introduction over to Gary George, the guy that was that mu- musician on the road doing websites? Would that be helpful? Uh. Yes, probably. It's up to you. I mean, otherwise, uh, take a look. At, I'll tell you what. Take a look. At, um, I'll send you his website. And maybe um, he may be. It was a recent episode, actually. I think he ended up uh, going live on. So perhaps if you, in your long drive, have a listen to the episode. And if you think, because he talks on the, on the app episode. Guy? Yeah, it's the app guy. Um can't remember exactly what episode it was. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, it's Gary George, uh, Blazing Multimedia. And he was living a rock and roll lifestyle, doing some production video and sort of new media stuff. And then he ended up setting up a website company, which is doing really well now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool, Paul. And I love the idea of bouncing things off of each other. So if you just want, you know, another big thing about this is we don't have to send so many intermediate messages um, via email or Twitter throughout the week uh, that often if we can discuss you know all of them here it'll take it'll save a little bit of time on both ends that way too so I think it's a great idea and great. definitely looking forward to get some more people in and their input that'd be awesome also yeah yeah I'll see if we can get some really good people and uh, do that so you so yeah, I'm gonna start thinking about somebody that has a big following on Twitter and something that I could do as a giveaway just to test it out. And at the same time, I'm gonna go ahead and implement a couple blocked out days and see how that goes. And we can talk about that next week as far as uh, scheduling interviews. And I'll check out that Gary George interview. And, and I'm also going to try to implement a a really whole schedule and and kind of break down my hours uh, per day into exactly what I need to be doing and turn off all the you know email and you know square one's been saving my life recently but oh yeah that's Branco Cerny yeah uh, yeah I'm slowly tweeting myself to not check my email 10,000 times a day oh, good that's a good habit to form yeah yeah and so yeah man cool awesome uh, so when you said weekly we should keep this uh, fort- fortnightly bi-weekly or, or would you weekly yeah bi-weekly yeah so i'll set one up in a couple of weeks time and uh uh, i'll see how it goes getting some more people on board and uh yeah and what's going on with the community podcast real quick yeah so real quick on that um the the uh russian guy he uh, uh he stopped paying me and he's really um uh really unresponsive i guess uh he's had a lot of stuff going on and uh you know so he ended up uh it was really it was actually a little bit more tricky getting him uh interviews because we've put oh i've personally put in and my virtual assistant has put in like a lot a lot of time in trying to get this this business um you know this this service set up Mm -hmm. and it's as you can imagine it's really intensive and um one of the it's actually now getting a lot easier for you to, to get you guests. Um, you know, and we've I obviously figured it would once it launched. And plus, uh, you know, we're getting some, I guess we're getting some good guests for you, which, you know, based on your feedback. Um, but for, he wanted app developers and startup founders. And that was just, a, it was just a little bit more tricky. And my target market was um, basically approaching app developers on Google play. Uh, and so uh, we got, we got him some, we got him a, a 
um, some interviews, um, but uh, he's not yet sent me the files on one of the interviews he did like three weeks ago. And so, of course, like, you know, when it's just dealing with someone that's not really that responsive, it's just challenging. And so uh, I, I don't think that he, uh, well, he keeps saying that he'll, uh, when he when he's freed up his time, he, he'll be able to come back and uh, do a bit more. But uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Fear not, we'll get some other replacements. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, clearly, and they'll be badasses. Yeah, well, I, I'd like, you know, at some point, I'd like to get your feedback on the service. I mean, is it valuable? Is it helping you out? You know, and um, I, I know that it's a service that oh, yeah. is, is going to be like hard to scale because, but but in terms of getting people over that first hurdle of uh, podcasting, I know that from my perspective, that initially approaching people was really hard. But you seem to have a load of people like all lined up, so. Um, yeah, I guess no, it's, now, it's, now it's extremely valuable because when I see three or four of those pop into my schedule for the week, I don't have to, you know, get out my email and start sending a bunch of emails, getting worried that I'm not going to have any more interviews coming in. Um, and yeah. plus, you know, I'm I've got some really good guests through it. Um, well, if you want I'll me to help you out a bit more in terms of, you know, when I because when I uh, do the editing for the community podcast, I I uh, cut out, you know, the just I just put in 15 minutes, cut out the rest, and then edit in uh, the music and then uh, turn it into an MP3 and upload it. Um, if you want me to, like, take, you know, do do extra editing, uh, um, I don't know whether I could take your music and then just put it in, whether that would be helpful or not. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think necessarily. I have to edit it anyways yeah, for I was gonna say. the other podcast, so I really just cut that chunk out and send it to you real quick and then... If, yeah, there, were, if there was something in your editing that, you know, is like a, a very quick way of me doing it, you know, then I'd be happy to do that. But it sounds to me like you kind of go into Adobe Audition anyway and uh, run yeah, a no. kind of voice yeah. synthesize thing. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't do all that stuff. Well, it's because when I record on the microphone, it goes, you know, my microphone's mono and the, the incoming is stereo and the quality's are not the same. So if I were to leave them without doing it, it would sound like I was very low and the other person was very high and too loud and I have to normalize all of mm. it. Um, Great. Anyway, should we uh, call it a day? Because I can see we're almost approaching the hour and it's really hard to keep this uh, to 30 minutes. So uh, sorry about that. But uh, it's good. It's good sort of catching up and uh, talking through this. So I will, um, I might either uh, do a link and put this as a podcast, submit it to iTunes. So I'll get uh, some extra artwork done on maybe Fiverr uh, or somewhere. Um, maybe think about some intro music for this and I'll put it out. I'll put it out as the app guy uh, mastermind group call. And at least then we're reappropriating our content so that uh, we get, we get more exposure to what the things that we're doing. Absolutely. And I think I'm going to be putting out a new cover for The Entrepreneur Now soon as well yeah. uh, to simplify it and make the text bigger. So, yeah. Too much going on in my picture, I think. Yeah. That's, I mean, you got, you got the first thing. I mean, you have to just sit back for one second, Heath, and just congratulate yourself on getting so far because, you know, you've, you've done it. You've got over the biggest hurdle, which is, um, you know, nine episodes, I believe, that most people. Oh, seven episodes I think it is where most podcasts uh, end up in the grave graveyard really yeah. that's kind of interesting yeah cool. no we're at um, we're at 11 now so awesome 
All right, Paul. Thanks, okay, man. Huge, man. I'll see you. Um, I'll certainly speak to you in two weeks and then see you on Twitter. Yeah. Do something crazy today. But don't make your wife mad. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Good see one. You. Cheers, man. Bye-bye.